Welcome to Topple Uncaged. I'm Steve Topple and you're locked on to the UK's hottest politics and music podcast. Each week, I bring you the rawest takes on the big stories making the news, always joined by a very special guest. Then, I pleasure your mind, body and soul with the freshest, most banging international music going. My guests on this week's podcast are two parts of a psychedelic punk but also melodic pop band. Formed in the 80s, promptly disbanded in the 80s, they have come back with a bang and it's great to see them here after a hiatus of around 30 years. Why do I say they've come back with a bang? Because they have released a track which is extremely close to my heart in its subject matter. It's also an absolutely brilliant song but proceeds from the track are also going to an organisation which is also very close to my heart and an organisation that I know very, very well. The song is absolutely stunning, it's haunting, but we will get into that later. For the minute, I'm very pleased to introduce from the band Your Heterosexual Violence, Dave Dodd and Brian O'Brien. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm really pleased to have you on because this track is amazing. We will get into that later, but hello for the time being. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Steve. And and, uh, thanks for those uh, very kind words about the song. It's absolutely beautiful. But like I say, we'll get into that later. So, um, your heterosexual violence. As as a bisexual man, I'm intrigued by the name, firstly. Um, But I'm also intrigued by the fact, as I said in the introduction, you formed in the 1980s. You also disbanded in that decade as well. And then there was kind of a almost chance encounter a couple of years ago which brought you guys back together dave i mean first of all what's up with the name and tell me a bit about the background to the band as well how you formed and how you then came back together a matter of years ago well we as as, as we say we formed in the um probably in the early 1980s um we had no real intention of ever forming a band uh, but we were watching some local bands one night um, one band in particular, um, we looked at and we just had a kind of eureka moment where we looked at each other and thought, we can do better than this. Um, <laughs> and so we went from, from there. Um, in terms of getting the name, um, the phrase your heterosexual violence has seemed to crop up in conversation at some point. Uh, and, and again, it was, it was that eureka moment that, yes, that's the kind of in your face kind of name that, that we should be having. It's an absolutely um, so, brilliant name. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we, we, we formed as a, as a duo. Um, gradually, people came on board. Some people stayed. Some people left. Um, but, yeah, we kind of fizzled out in the sort of mid-80s. Um, and we didn't really consider getting back together again until a few years ago when a number of local bands who'd been around from the 80s decided they were all going to get back together again and have a have a big party in in, in new cross and we would all play at that so that seemed like a great idea um so we got back together again for that with most of the original lineup um and it went well uh we kind of thought the old songs still have resonance um we started writing some new songs and we thought after the after this gig then yeah let's uh, let's carry on and see how uh, see how it goes 
that's uh, that's pretty much where we where we are now. Excellent. I'll just like a chip in and say yeah. that the band that the band that gave us the confidence to think we could do better than that, they weren't actually that bad. They were called No Supermarkets. And they made this almighty, thunderous, psychedelic, but kind of rambling and completely unstructured noise. And we're just bellowing out the words, no supermarkets, no supermarkets. <laughs> it's actually quite quite good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's brilliant. So, so did, was it them who influenced your musical style? Because you, you'd called, you'd describe yourselves as psychedelic punk, um, but you also say that you've got sort of melodic pop almost sensibilities was it was it no supermarkets who who influenced your style or was was were the influences no. broader as it were i think both brian and myself listened to everything so we got influences from all over the place i think i think really you know psychedelic we're old enough to kind of been really kind of waking up to music during the psychedelic era and we were still kind of young enough to get right into punk. But there's always a pop music background going on, you know. Um, I'd still, to this day, love a bit of good pop music. So that's really, just, it just what, it's just what comes out. Excellent. No, I mean, and the sound is absolutely great. I've, I've listened to some of your back catalogue and I, I have a bit of a soft spot for punk. I've had a few punk bands on this show and um, there's something, there's something very sort of stirring and inspiring about it, I think. But let's talk about the track that you've got out now because it, it's quite far removed from punk um not least in its musical style but the subject matter as well is extremely extremely important so you guys have released a track called pauper's funeral which um as i said in the introduction regular listeners to this podcast and regular readers of the canary will know it's about a subject very close to my heart that is the department for work and pensions specifically it's to do with the work capability assessment which claimants have to go through if they're applying for employment and support allowance under the dwp um I mean, it's it's a fantastic track. It's it's so cleverly structured in terms of um, its musical style and the arrangement. It it is it it's kind of fits into that melodic pop um, genre, if you like, and it, it has sort of undertones of indie. It put me a bit in mind of Radiohead, actually, when I when I first listened to it. You you have these haunting guitar riffs going on. You've got the wonderful sort of um, two play on the vocals between Gemma Freeman. Is, she's your bass guitarist as well isn't she is that right she's uh well we we got Gemma in to uh help us out a bit of vocals and maybe a little bit of additional guitar and then Paul our long-standing bass player um he'd had enough and he departed and Gemma being the multi-instrumentalist that incredibly talented person she is she was already there so she stepped in on the bass, um, and uh, we're really uh, lucky to have her. And while we were talking about Gemma, uh, just like give a little plug for her own band, um, Gemma Freeman and the Cosmic Something, who are uh, really excellent, worth checking out. And uh, their latest single, I think the Limited Vinyl has gone, but it's on all the platforms. Um, is called Helen is a reptile and that's where we're checking out 
I will put a link to that in the show notes because that sounds excellent as well. I have to get, I'll have to give it a listen. She is, I mean, she she's, has this beautiful voice and it, and it works perfectly. As I say, I mean, the, the, the arrangement is fantastic. You've the the sort of the guitar riffs are um, quite, they're almost um, marching and quite repetitive, as it were, which fits the fits the content matter um sublimely actually because it 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 it, it sort of invokes this almost um i don't want to say despair because it makes it sound a very downhearted track but it, it's not a happy track by any stretch of the imagination because it is of course about um the work capability assessment and the effect that has on claimants i mean the sort of a standout line for me which is see how far i've slipped and anyone who's been through the process of having to deal with the dwp and deal with specific the work capability assessment and the psychological impact of that will completely resonate with that line i mean the the whole the whole package and the way you've done it is it, it's beautiful it's absolutely stunning uh, how how did this project for pauper's funeral come about brian what, what where did this idea come from um when was it inspired well there's, there's two kind of major uh things going on in my life that have put this issue quite to the front of my brain have been uh, firstly the fact that I I work for Citizens Advice and uh, I work in debt advice but that crosses over a hell of a lot with benefit advice Um, you know a lot of our clients are being screwed by the DWP and they're being sanctioned, they're being told they're fit for work when they... So, I mean, I'm no doctor, you know, but there's clients that sit down and they don't even have to tell you that they're ill. You know they're ill, you know, and they've been told they're fit for work. They've been told that they're going to lose their their, their, their ESA or their PIP, you know. And uh, some, some of the stories I've heard are real horror stories, you know. Um, and we've also got a very dear friend of ours, Dave, who I can only best describe as being a one-man anarchic advice centre. Um, he He's ill himself. He's uh, in the seat of ESA and, and PIP. And when they, ironically, when they actually threatened his benefits, when they brought him in for a work capability assessment recently, it... We were on suicide watch with him, you know, and this guy goes around helping people with their appeals, left, right and centre, turning up at their work capability assessments and has a, such a great track record that amongst, you know, it's a, it's a word of mouth thing, people that he knows or somebody who knows somebody who knows Dave, you know, and uh, sometimes in the Bureau, I actually think to myself, I'd like to refer. I'd like to refer this person to Dave, but I can't very well write in my case right up referred to Dave Skull, you know. But in my personal life, people that talk to me as you, when you work for Citizens Advice, people will um, approach you. They think you know you know the answers and so on. You know, friends and, and acquaintances in your life, and frequently in those situations, I say, you know, Dave, don't you? You know, right, blah, 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 here's his number, he'll sort you out, and he does, yeah, time and time again. But the stories that he tells me, yeah, the experiences that people go through, both in my work life and in my, my personal life, 
have made this issue um, so uppermost in my mind and the words just started coming out. I just kind of like, uh, I just knew that I had to say something about it. You know, I think that's what was going on, you know. Dave, you know, I mean, one one little story that, and you hear much worse stories than this, but he turned up with our dear old uh, friend, uh, Pete Smith, R.I.P. Pete, he's left us now, for the work capability assessment, and um, Rachel drove in there. And pretty much the first thing Pete was asked was, how did you get here today, Peter? He looks at Rachel and says, oh, Rachel drove us. Guy says... Oh, so you can get in a car? He says, yeah. He says, so you can get in a car and go to work? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, this is the level. Oh, you, you, it's, it's unbelievable. So anyway, it, it all came out of that. It all came out of that, you know, just what, what I'm faced with, both in my work life and my private life on a pretty regular basis, you know? No, absolutely, and it is, it's horrific what is going on and what has been going on for many, many years now. This is not some, if you work for Citizens Advice, I'm sure you know, this is not some new problem at all. This has been this has been embedded for many years now, but, I mean, it, 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 that's a brilliant reason to produce something like this. But w- what's also brilliant, um, Dave, with the track, is that all the proceeds from the download are going to brilliant campaign group based in Scotland who, who fight and raise awareness on disability rights the campaign group Black Triangle um, what was the decision Dave behind deciding to donate the download sales to Black Triangle well uh, Steve I was uh, actually reading uh, on the Canary this must be all good 18 months or so ago a story about how Disability News Service was struggling financially and uh, may have to start asking people for donations for the first time. And uh, that little bit of information stayed with me. And when we had the track ready, I uh, gave him a ring, spoke to um, John Pring. You probably know John. I could never resist saying I'll give Pring a ring. But anyway, um, (laughs) it's... I spoke to him and I, I told him about the song and what it was about and so on. And it was John that directed me Black Triangle's way because, as he rightly pointed out, the work capability assessments and how they affect people are kind of their, their central, I think it's right to say. You probably know more about them than I do, but your their real focus of attention is on that, I would say, you know. We, uh, we we managed to contact them, spoke to John. I gather you know John. I do, yes. John McCarthy uh, from Black Triangle, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I, 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 I still await meeting him in person, but I look forward to doing so. What a nice guy, you know. Yeah, he's great. And, yeah. um, so John was really up for it, and before I knew it, I was hearing, I don't know if you know, Dr. Stephen and Gail that also uh, work at Black Triangle. We've, we've all been in, in touch with each other. Over the last few weeks, we're now ready to go with trying to, and and thank you for helping us to drum up as much interest and support in this as possible, so we can raise as much money for them as possible, and, um, you know, if if anybody's listening to what you have to say about the track, and they say your word, then great, because they're going to have a listen, and hopefully they'll... um, 
want to chip in a little bit to Black Triangle, who are uh, totally unfunded at the moment, by the way. And uh, so, so I'm told by John, all campaign activities, travel and cost to attend meetings and do whatever they do, that's all coming out of their sickness benefit income, you know. So um, I, I think they could do as much money as we can possibly raise to help them, you know. So, yeah. No, absolutely. I, like I say, I know Black Triangle very well and John McArdle very well, and they've been a fantastic group over the years, really sort of um, on the on the front foot, as it were, with all the issues surrounding the DWP and I, I, their approach to how they campaign as well. Sort of, They don't mess around, no holds barred, um, say it like it is, is exactly, in my opinion, what is needed. None of this sort of pussyfooting around the issues like charities do. They're, they're spot on, and I completely agree. They, they are well, well worthy of any donations from this track of course the links to all that will be in the show notes where you can download pauper's funeral and you choose how much you want to donate to black triangle and it's links will all be in the show notes if you would like to go and get yourself some refreshments now is the time because we are going to take a quick break but join me dave and brian back here for more chat in a few seconds this obviously dave this is a political and social sort of protest song really as well um i, I say pro, well i say protest it's not protest as such but it it falls into that category of politically led and socially led music doesn't it so it, i mean is is that kind of that style and that thrust always been something that your heterosexual violence has done or or were you sort of is this something new branching out into music which makes a political and social point uh, I, th- I think we've always covered issues that are that are are around us. So uh, we have songs about drug addiction. We have songs about homelessness. Um, we have songs about dementia yeah. behaviour. Oh, yeah. Dementia. Um, but you know, we're, we're you know, we uh, we'll have a love song as well. So we're, we're not entirely in the sense the songs are not all politically focused. But um, but yeah, we you know we we write songs about what we see around us that's excellent we seem to uh, specialize in uh, covering death one way or another uh, so many people have died if you add them all up in our songs but i don't know it's just what comes out but that is life isn't it at the end of the day and and, and i yeah. mean in, in some in some aspects it's it's a natural occurrence and then when you sort of encounter something like the wca and the dwp i mean i'm sure you know the figures as well as i do there was an oxford university study which found they linked at least 590 cases of people taking their own lives directly to the work capability assessment so i mean this is the, the sort of the more more damning end of of the scale of what actually is going on at the dwp but and it, it but it's it's very true it is um it's it's a very important issue at the minute i mean brian as well there's there's kind of a well for me with my ear to the sort of musical ground a bit as i have to be on this podcast there is there is a bit of a resurgence going on at the minute with politically led music i mean we had the fantastic captain scar in 2017 going to the top of the itunes chart and number four of of the hit parade for our older listeners or the top 40 for for those of a sort of younger generation captain scar going to the top (laughs) (laughs) that's obviously not why i said it guys 
<laughs> we had Captain Scar in 2017 going to number four in the top 40 with um, Liar Liar about Theresa May. But there, I mean, since then, there's been there's been this resurgence, especially in the UK, of politically led music. I mean, we're talking from grime to drill, those current sort of urban trends in music, to reggae, which is a global um, resurgence as it happens. The kind of roots revival reggae scene is absolutely blowing up at the minute. We've got resurgence of um, genres like ska as well, and there's some brilliant pop acts as well, which are doing politically led music. I mean, um, Brian, is this is this just a reflection of the fact we're sort of now towards the tail end of a decade of Tory-led rule? And do you think we're, we're, we're in one of those phases, as you sort of were with, with punk, where people are expressing their political angst through music now? Or is it a sign of the times that, that we're seeing more and more political music? Well, I think I think to some extent, you know, you, you you hit the nail on the head. You know, when when punk punk came out at times of deep austerity, and uh, you know, three day weeks and so on. You know, and the uh, the times we're going through since the two thousand and eight crash and the rise of the Tories and the, the the demise of the benefit system and the national health system and so on. Um, housing, God, you know, then, uh, yeah, dissatisfaction breeds rebellion, you know, and, and, and we're all the better for it. I've got to say, you know, some of the, the stuff you've just mentioned, um, I'm not really familiar with, but I'm going to try and check it out. I've been listening to bands like, uh, I, I really love Shame and Fat White Family. And there's a, a band of those, you've heard them called Peeping Drexels. They're really good. Peeping um, Drexels? But none of them, yeah, the Peeping Drexels. I've got no idea what a Drexel is, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and there's a band, there's a band, uh, I think they're from Boston based in New York who just kind of popped up on my YouTube called Sloppy Jane. And they are brilliant. They're like, to me, they're kind of like, uh, Rank Zappa meets Patty Smith meets the Teletubbies. They're really <laughs> interesting, you know. But there's no uh, there's no real blatantly obvious political content in any of this stuff that I've been listening to. So I'll I'll take your your tips and your observations that this is all happening in, in good faith and uh, yeah. It is. Uh, I mean, some of it. Some of it goes under the radar, like especially with sort of the the more modern sounds like drill, um, which you see in the papers a lot. The people, politicians, and the media wrongly associating it with knife crime and grime as well. It kind of goes a bit under the radar because it, it it's it's extremely sort of modern music, but a lot of it is extremely political and extremely sort of socially conscious. But reggae, especially at the minute, is is blowing up across the world. I mean, there's there's a particular art artist who goes by the name of protege um who's a roots um reggae artist and who's part of this revival movement that's going on he was nominated for a grammy um this year for for his album a matter of time so i would suggest checking out what's going on in reggae at the minute guys because it is well yeah yeah well listen uh, uh, yeah, I think we both love our reggae, so that's not going to be a hardship, you know. And Drill, by the way, you mentioned Drill. Did you see Frankie Boyle's comment on, on Drill? Do I want to know? <laughs> it's quite funny. He said, that, he said uh, what nonsense it was that Drill 
that was causing this kind of like young black youths to be attacking each other and so on. And if there was a form of music that actively encouraged young black people to kill each other, the government would be actively sponsoring it. Okay. <laughs> That's that's quite cutting, but that's quite to the point, actually. Yeah. So, all right, I, I, I'm not always a fan of Frankie Boyle. I'll let him off on this occasion. That's quite that's quite on the money, as it were. But enough about other music, gents. Um, for the rest of 2019, to finish off, then, do we know what is in store for your heterosexual violence? Obviously, it's a fantastic track. Porpoise Funeral is out now. All the links will be in the show notes. What else is going on for you guys this year? Are we are we on the road? Are we touring? Is there going to be some new music coming out? Um, yeah, we will be putting some more music out. Uh, on June the 18th, we'll be releasing a track called Curtains Closed, uh, which is a eulogy to our dearly uh, party friend, Finbar Donnelly, who was in a band called Five Go Down to the Sea. Uh, um, it was a, sort of a punk band from the, uh, from the 1980s. Yeah, they, were, them, yeah. they, they were excellent. I'd say Finbar, it would be no uh underestimation say he's truly he was truly a legendary punk figure over in ireland and a unique musical uh approach and a unique man so 18th of june is the 30th anniversary of his passing and uh, we're going to be putting it out on all platforms midnight 18th of june and we're very pleased to say that his old bandmate and partner in crime, Ricky, over in Cork, who's organising a gig in his memory on the same night, is fairly blown away by the track, and they're going to be playing it at the gig in Cork, you know, which is lovely. So, yeah, we're doing that. And um, we're following that, uh, later in the summer, we're going to put out a limited edition vinyl release of uh, probably one of our uh, popular numbers, uh, and we'll have a... We will be playing live to support that. We'll probably have a, a big launch party, um, which uh, hopefully you'll be able to come along to. Yes, uh, it shouldn't be too... Uh, we'll uh, let you we'll know, definitely let you know. Let you know. Well, I'm not sure exactly, but, you know, I'm, I'm thinking it'd be really nice to just make it... Can you do a launch party-type gig for us, a record? Do you want to try and do something to make it special? And I just think, really, whether all these bands pull crowns or not, I really like to just try and organise an all day out and invite all our favourite fans and friends along, you know. Um, but we'll definitely let you know when, when that's happening. Excellent, that sounds and great. And then, and then after that, we want to try. We're, we're, we're recording. Just want to say, you know, we are, as I think has been acknowledged already, knocking on a bit, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, well, I didn't even know whether I was going to say this because uh, Gemma is considerably younger than us. Uh, and I was saying to Dave earlier, your heterosexual violence, four, four old guys hanging around with an older woman. <laughs> but a younger woman, I'm getting myself all mixed up. But anyway, um, <laughs> we, uh, we're hoping to try and generate a little bit of... Uh, record company interest we've been recording all these songs the old ones the new ones uh we're recording masses of songs like there's at least a couple of albums worth because we've woken up and realized that we've been fucking around with all this faith in our band but not really doing enough to push it forward 
And now at this ripe old age, we're trying to make our mark, get some records out. We've got to do it before we die, you know, and that's kind of really where we're at. It's a, it's a kind of urgency. While we're still fit and well enough to do it, while we're lucky enough to still be fit and well enough to do it, let's get this done, you know. So we want to try and sort of hawk stuff around record companies, try and get a record out. It'd be lovely to get some vinyl out there. That would be that would be my, my life satisfied, is the way I look at it, you know. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to push on. Excellent. Well, that, I mean, that's the best reason to do it, if you ask me. And I think I think it's brilliant. And I look forward to everything you've got coming this year. And Jess, I like a good launch party, so so count me in. Send me some information across on that. Dave and Brian, it's been an absolute joy to speak to you. You've you've been a real pleasure to chat to. Um, and it's it's fascinating to hear the background. But more importantly, I really really respect and appreciate what you're doing with regards to the work capability assessment with Pauper's Funeral, and of course what you're doing for Black Triangle. I think it's great. So um, everyone at home, please, please, please go to the link in the show notes, download the song, donate what you can because it is going to a very good cause. For the minute, Dave, Brian, from your heterosexual violence, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Steve, for having us and for your support. Really appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to meeting you at that uh, launch uh, gig record thing or before even. Yeah, Take care, man. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Cheers. Thank you. Aren't Dave and Brian the loveliest guys and the track is absolutely amazing and it is such a good cause it is going to as well but more importantly it is an extremely important topic and the more awareness we raise about it the better. All the links are in the show notes for where you can download the song and as I said in the interview you can also donate money to the Fantastic Back Triangle but here is a snippet of that haunting song by your heterosexual violence. This is Pauper's Funeral. Your heterosexual violence with Pauper's Funeral. Stop my benefit to cut the deficit. Leave me riding in hell. I don't Pauper's Funeral. I'll make it sooner. I'll see what I can do about it. Do about it. See how far I've slipped. Save you a few. And that's it. This very special episode of Top Lung Caged is done. I'd like to thank my fantastic guests, Incredible Dave and Brian from Your Heterosexual Violence. Also, as always, behind the scenes, thanks to the love of my life, the gorgeous Nicola Jeffrey. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Nicholas C. Jeffrey. You can also follow my man in the booth, Sounds of Unique at Pause. It's at Pause with a Z Radio. And thank you to my in-house singer. It's Ray Star Music. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Ray underscore Star 113. Thank you to the Canary for encouraging me. I will see you again very soon. Uncaged.